Hi, and welcome back to the European VC, the go-to podcast for everything European VC. If you love our show, share it with your friends and join us in the EU VC community syndicates at theeuropeanvc.com. Welcome to another Hot of the Press episode in our special series on navigating the current market with Europe's absolute VC elites. For today's episode, we sat down with Jimmy, founding partner of Hardcore, one of Europe's leading consumer VCs. Hardcore has invested in more than 90 companies, counting the likes of Templify, Podimo, Pecan, Reddit, and many more. What a team. Let's dive into it. If you enjoy our content, do support us by hitting the follow button, giving it a review, and following us on LinkedIn. This episode is part of a special series on navigating the current market and is sponsored by Isma Capital, one of Europe's leading fund of funds. We thank Isma for their support in making this episode possible and being a strong supporter of the EU VC community. If you haven't yet connected with them, make sure to do so. You couldn't wish for a better LP partner. Jimmy, welcome back to the European VC. It is amazing to have you with us here for our special series on how to navigate the current climate. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Andreas and David. Really appreciate it. So, okay, let's start with uh, the very macro view on what's happening in the current market. So tell us, what is it that you're seeing out there? (laughs) Well, I'm seeing what most people are seeing. I'm seeing the stock market in distress and I'm seeing a lot of concern. It's a kind of a little bit of a deja vu moment from March 2020. Usually starts with panic and then in 2020 people realized, oh, this is actually good news for tech. And then you had two years of exuberance. I think this time around it might be slightly different because now we reinvent something called cost of capital (laughs) that had been free for quite a while. And maybe what we see now is Evaluation correction for sure, which probably is healthy if you think about it, but maybe it's a normalization of the lay of the lands. It's funny what you said with uh, panic because for this special series, we had Shmuel from Target Global on. And when we said, what's your number one advice to VCs? And and then what he said was panic, <laughs> panic the fuck out of everything. <laughs> and then he, of course, dived in to give a more thorough explanation of <laughs> what was behind that catchphrase. I can see why he would say that <laughs> looking from the chair he is sitting from. Yeah. My advice is the exact opposite. Yeah. Don't panic. The natural follow-up, Jimmy, you know, and I think the reason why we are actually doing this special series is, okay, so you're seeing this. What are you doing inside your own firm and what are the measures that you're taking given the macro context out there? I think we are doing what probably any prudent manager would be doing. Having a close look at all portfolio companies, having a discussion about runway or growth, right? Focus on longevity of your product offering. Focus more on upselling existing than going for new with worse unit economics, this bifurcation in profitable growth or things. But we are not necessarily recommending our portfolio companies to go cash break even unless we think they should, right? Yeah. We are just focusing on on making sure that they are careful with the cash consumption and that they really think of profitable growth or non-profitable growth. But actually... Any sound company would do that also in periods of exuberance, right? I mean, and not trying to yeah. exploit the situation. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what I call normalization. Are you reviewing your follow-on strategy? 
we are we haven't really changed it at this point. The mere fact that we we and pretty much anyone in the market is saying prolong runway and think about yeah. what you can do and reduce your burn means automatically that your follow-on is sort of extended because it's going to extend the periods. And there's an added benefit to us and to a lot, I think, is that our companies raised like the amounts of money that they had never raised before in 2021. I think we had pretty much all companies out of 70 possible companies, I think 65 raised. So you're, you're coming into this situation with a tank full yeah. in most cases, right? uh, yeah. not in all, but in most cases. I'd love to hear, Jimmy, uh, if this is... I'm looking for an inside story, right? <laughs> uh, has there been a beer crate moment where, you know, you or someone got up on a beer crate and said to everyone, this is now, we need to do X, Y, Z. I'd love to hear if you've had that kind of story or if you can share something. We have a discussion this afternoon about a portfolio company that's developing well unaffected in their growth numbers and so on to the current situation. So fundamentals is good. Uh, we like the company. And now they want to extend their runway. I mean, they also read the signs and, and into the bones. And they ask for an extension. And knee-jerk reaction from our friends in the market, we owe no way. I mean, if, and if you do it, make sure it's an externally lead and make sure we have a, enough runway. And, and let's be careful not putting in a lot and, and just play it out and see what happens. Yeah. And my recommendation to my team is to do the exact opposite. Right. It's a flat round since last time. It's really growing the company. We didn't get to what we wanted to do in the last round. Let's double down now. Yeah. When everyone is fearful, it's the best moment. Like so uh, I'm curious to see what my partner says. <laughs> you know? We should have done this recording after that meeting. Shit. <laughs> yes. We'll follow up. We'll follow up. Can we, can we listen in and record everything? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not sure that would be uh, accepted by my colleagues. <laughs> we'll cut all the names. <laughs> but you can put it in the teaser afterwards exactly. and I can let you know what the, the, what the conclusion was. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I asked about follow-on. What about deployment rate of new investments? I think it's, it is slowing down. I don't think it's intentional us want to do it. I just think there's a lot of things that probably did consider that they would do their next round. If they were pre-seed or seed, they would do their A now, or if they were pre-seed, they would seed now, and, and so on. And given that every other one is trying to extend runway and not want to fundraise in this market, I just yeah. think that the volume of new stuff coming in is just lower yeah. as a natural consequence. So by the virtue of that, I also think our capacity is slowing down. And I think everyone, including us, is also thinking about when can we fundraise next, right? I mean, exactly. what, what, what is this market? You have this denominator effect, right? Where institutional investors and LPs, by and large, is over-allocated on alternatives just because they haven't really been falling in value and, you know, public stock and bonds and so on have really been crashing. Uh, yep. So they are over-allocated. Yeah. So, Jimmy, my next question is, what dangerous advice or behavior are you seeing going around in the market right now? I think that... We saw the overreaction in March 2020. That was clearly a mistake. And it's like people are repeating this and things now, last time wasn't the end of the world, but now it is. And it is not the end of the world unless someone pushes a red button, which none of us have influence over anyway. I think it's fine to buckle up, right, and extend runway and so on. But the best companies are also created now, right? It will be bifurcated. So companies that were used to having zero cost of capital, ample of it, and just grow to grow market share, 
at the expense of equity holders, not going to happen. Remember also, even though we are down in the stock market, I mean, we are only 9% or whatever down from the pre-COVID period. So if you take the trend line, we're just back on the trend line. On the multiples, we're just back on where we were pre-COVID. On the growth rates of the underlying companies, even the technology companies, yes, they will face recession, some of them. But, you know, some stuff have been oversold. If we go into the recession, which I'm sure we will, maybe the stock market needs to go down a bit further, right? But, I mean... Tech ain't going to go away. 4.6 billion on the internet. It's not 99. <laughs> it is going to come back. If you don't participate now, you will look stupid in three years. I love that. And by the way, don't try to time it because uh, none of us <laughs> exactly. can time anything. So it's a long-term game, right? It's not about timing the market. It's, a long-term it's about game. timing the market. Exactly. Now it's cheaper. Uh, exactly. Invest now. Sure, you don't say it like you just did, but what are you saying to LPs these days in the, in the conversations you're engaging Same with? thing. Exactly the same thing. Don't panic. Good opportunities is going to happen. Tech ain't over. Neither is VC. Yeah. And don't punish us for delivering returns when you lose all the money on the stock market. That's also what I told you. <laughs> That's a very good <laughs> Sorry, we cannot invest in hardcore because last year you generated 100% IRR. <laughs> and therefore, I cannot invest in you. Please lose some money before I can. <laughs> kind of counterproductive, no? <laughs> Uh, you can never win that conversation. <laughs> you can down. never win that asset allocation <laughs> never, never, conversation. Never. It's kind of bizarre. <laughs> exactly. We spoke a bit about, you know, just now uh, when Andres was kind of hunting for an inside story, but what are you saying to your team, but also to fellow VCs, co-investors, colleagues, people in the VC community out there? I mean, we say the same message everywhere. Don't panic. Be smart about cash consumption. I mean, we say the same to LPs. I don't think we have any particular different conversation with colleagues, co-investors, entrepreneurs, founders, management teams, and LPs. It's the same message. The year of normalization is 2022, and cost of capital is going to come back, and so is attrition and venture capital. Risking forcing you to say the exact same thing you just did, (laughs) but I'm going to ask it anyway. What are you saying to founders? But I can actually rephrase it in the sense, you know, what would be your advice for founders actually that will need to fundraise or we're actually planning on going on a fundraise right now? What I find is, and I think it's because founders are extremely optimistic and they would not be founders if they weren't, right? So it's a quality trade. The caveat with being extremely optimistic is that you sometimes forget the world around you and you look only at your own business. And you say, but last year when I raised, I was at an ARR of 4 million. And now I'm at 12 million. Why should I not see a value increase? And then when you tell them the world around you have kind of changed and it should probably be a flat round, then they would say, then I would rather just have you give me a bridge And then we push a little bit, we put legwork over the canyon, and then I tell them, do you know how long that canyon is going to be? Because I'm not sure I have enough wood. (laughs) So please accept the dilution that, by the way, as an existing investor, if it's a founder I'm having this conversation with, I'm also taking dilution. I would rather take some dilution to ensure longevity of the business than trying to optimize for a fundraise at a singular point in time. And I think still, I see founders, I would say it's probably 50-50. One half that say, yeah, okay, I get it. I'll do that. And then I still have the other half, pretty much, that's still in the face of denial. Yeah. One question, it's completely unrelated. It's just out of curiosity. During early COVID days, did you see a lot of 
kind of flat rounds and bridge rounds taking place? There was a lot of uh, bridge round, and I think there was a lot of bridge round for a very specific reason, and that was governments encouraged us to do the bridge round, and they took part in it. So I, I think you saw a lot of that. Is there a risk that we see bridge-to-bridge -bridge rounds now? Uh, this time around, government won't come and bail you out. So this time it has to be uh, from within, and this time you cannot again rely on government. I mean, what government did, right? They had done quantitative easing for I don't know how a long time, right, to foster growth since the financial crisis in 2008. And they just told us in March 2020, governments told us, we will give you another three to four years with at least 4% global growth, free of charge. They're not going to do that now. <laughs> nope. Jimmy, thank you for your time for this special episode. I have the best snippet of audio to extract from you, which is you saying, I'm not sure I have enough wood, and we'll use that on, on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good quote. <laughs> good. Thanks a million, Jimmy. Take care. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the European VC the go-to podcast for everything European VC. If you love our show, share it with your friends and join us in the EU VC community syndicates at theeuropeanvc.com. This episode is part of a special series on navigating the current market and is sponsored by ISMA Capital, one of Europe's leading fund of funds. We thank ISMA for their support in making this episode possible and being a strong supporter of the EUVC community. If you haven't yet connected with them, make sure to do so. You couldn't wish for a better LP partner.